Recording started. Recorded live. Good morning, good evening, wherever you may be across the nation or around the world. Once again, you are listening to the VMware Communities Roundtable podcast. This is podcast number 527. My name is Eric Nelson. With me today, my regular co-host, Matt Longeth. Today's Wednesday, September 9th, 2020. Matt, how's it going today? Eric, I have to say I'm a little disappointed. I found out after a long talk with Norwegian officials, I unfortunately was not nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize. Oh, so life continues on. Uh, yeah, you know, next there's always next year. You keep doing that good work, buddy. I'm sure you'll get recognized one of these years. Right? And but more to the point, sir. How are you? How are things out there? I understand that the color in the bay is a, is a little different, a, a little askew. The, so the, how, how are things out there, and how are you doing? We're still we're still burning, and uh, the color of the bay is like a muddy orange. In fact, the air, the color of the air, the bay area is muddy orange. It is 12 noon and there is no sunlight. Uh, a, a fog inversion layer came across the Bay Area, trapped the, the, the fire smoke underneath and literally we got no sun. It is in the middle of the day and there is no sun and it is orange, orange, deep orange, like a 9.45, 9, 9 p.m. sunset outside middle of the day. So very, very strange. 2020, what can go wrong, right? <laughs> we have, we have a, orange inversion layer here so that's color of the bay is orange everything is orange 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 with this uh with that we're just going to move on because it is 2020 we're going to be talking about vSphere and what's going to be launched over the next uh, uh couple days i think there's a big launch event we're going to tease up here we have uh bob plankers he's been on the show before talking about vSphere senior technical mark marketing architect for the cloud vu we'll talk a little bit about that uh cpvu and the acronym is for all the bu's so i gotta i gotta unpack that with bob before we get started bob um bob i know that uh, i wanted i want to do a quick shout out to you uh and talk a little bit about the weather i know you got an ipad app that actually shows like the plumes of what's happening here maybe you could share that on the youtube channel if you want to see this go to youtube.com slash vbarbecue and check that out. Uh, and, and that's kind of the plumes of smoke that are happening in the Bay Area. And it's like, geez, it's all the way up and down the whole West Coast, out in the ocean. Crazy. Yeah, it's pretty nasty. The uh, uh, Yeah, I just hooked my iPad up here so that we can share it. But the uh, uh, yeah, no, that's um, and that'll blow all the way across the U.S. in a couple of couple of days probably it's uh all of the rain in the the middle of the u.s is um tempted down here but uh it, the smoke was across the whole place last week so yeah that's interesting and in fact that it's going to move across the nation and we're I'm wondering why it's just circulating here but we must just have some kind of front that's just staying yeah. here and can't, Let's see if can't we can blow across it. the u.s right really interesting right. oh there's nothing I, I don't have wind yeah, yeah. I'll have to find weather app. Yeah. So. yeah, anyhow. Yeah, very Thank cool. Thank you for having Thank me on. And uh, that, that screenshot shows it all. You know, Bay Area just completely socked in with a high, huge layer of smoke. Um, but more exciting things, VMworld's coming up. We'll do some key dates, and then Bob will talk to you about some of the stuff that uh, is going to be uh, talked about in the next week. I don't know what you can tell us, but we'll certainly talk about the launch event and uh, cover some of the some of the cool stuff that's happening with vSphere. Uh, before we do that, 
we'll just get to uh, news and announcements. Uh, the only thing I got for news and announcements is just, hey, VMworld's coming. So uh, spring one is over. Um, we did uh, release the Code Connect website. So uh, you can go to code.vmworld.com and register for the event. The website is up on GitHub and you can go there and look at all the sessions. We have 50 sessions up there. Plus we have, you know, agenda at a glance. So you can see all that. And because it's hosted on GitHub, uh, each of the presenters has a GitHub project that you can go check out uh, their slides as well as their code when they upload it. So should be a cool two-day event. We have Kit uh, Colbert opening uh, on the first day and we um, will have a hackathon as well as a scripting contest. So some cool stuff to happening Thursday and Friday, October 1st and 2nd uh, should be a nice thing to have on that third monitor and uh, check out all the sessions that are going to be happening. And then of course, great bookend to, to uh, VMworld or great bookend. Yeah, good bookend. I know that we have some of the uh, VMware Underground stuff happening at the beginning of VMworld. I think V Brownbag's doing some stuff. And then shout out to last week's podcast. Um, we did fix the audio and re-upload it. So if you happen to download that and get no audio after the first seven minutes, we did fix that. And uh, we talked to the Discord guys, um, digital or uh, digital jigsaw. Or orbital jigsaw, uh, they're going to be hosting the V community over on Discord with watch streams. So if you want to go hang out with uh, the the V community, if you're a V expert or anybody just wants to go hang out and learn a little bit about Discord, we're going to have uh, Discord chat rooms up there. Uh, we're working with uh, orbital jigsaw. That's on the last podcast, podcast number five twenty six point five for the fixed audio. Uh, you can go get that on vmw.re slash pod. That's our podcast URL for the downloads and uh, go listen to that. Uh, and then if you want to go get discord and you can go join, they have it up now. You can go join the, uh, uh, orbital jigsaw environment. They have a VM world accept terms and it'll drop you into some of the stuff that's already happening. And I think they're going to launch a lot more of that in the next, uh, next week. Uh, and, and then they should have the live streams where you can chat while you're watching the VMworld live streams. Having said that, I would say, hey, VMworld is going to happen the 29th uh, uh, through October 1st. Go register at VMworld. I think now we're up uh, over into the 80,000 mark. So we're, we're well into the 80,000s. And, uh, and that's good where I think our, our target is 100. So we're coming up in the last couple of weeks. So bring a friend, register. Uh, and then once you register, if you want to go over to Discord, and hang out and set up, but don't forget to register. Uh, that, that'll be important for everybody. And with that, that's all I've got. Matt, did I miss anything? I think that you covered it all. Just again, if you haven't registered, please do so. September 29th, uh, we kick things off. Some great sessions out there. I know the content catalog has been out and there and available for a little while yet, but yep. fans, some fantastic sessions. I can't wait. Yeah, and I think that uh, some of the paid sessions are filling up. So if you're interested in uh, workshop-led labs, hands-on labs with a workshop instructor, uh, you can spend $2.99 and go you know, sign up for some uh, instructor-led workshops. We got some of the stuff that we're running for the community special sessions uh, that will be small, intimate engagements uh, where we're teaching some code stuff. We have some uh, interesting sessions there. And there's a handful of other 
other meet the expert type environments that you can go for $299. I know they're still selling those, but some of the interesting uh, workshops will are starting to fill up. Not all of them, but uh, there's a handful of that will start to fill up. So if you're thinking about uh, doing some of that extra stuff uh, or you want to get, do a, a, an instructor led workshop, go, go check that out. And with that, I think that's, uh, that covers what's going to be happening. And we are only, what now, three weeks away or a little, little, little less than three weeks away. So uh, it is time to go get registered and, uh, and set yourself up, get your schedule built, and uh, get that third monitor set up. Uh, I mean, everybody, I see Bob Plankers. We had Bob on um, maybe, uh, maybe three months, four months ago in February. And I see that your virtual environment has, has shifted, Bob. So uh, welcome to the show. Why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are, just a quick elevator pitch, and, uh, and then we'll talk about uh, all the cool stuff you've done with your, your home office. Sure. Uh, you're talking about uh, VMworld here. Uh, that's actually, I'm wearing my VMware, I'm labeled as VMware today because I'm actually recording sessions. I've got uh, six sessions in the in the catalog this year. And so I'm a, I'm a technical marketing architect. I am a nerd in the middle of marketing groups and uh, technical marketing, uh, my job, I do security and compliance things. If you uh, folks know Mike Foley, he used to do this job that I am doing. Uh, he has moved on to vSphere with Tanzu and the Kubernetes side of things, something new and exciting for him after eight years of uh, answering the same security question every day. And uh, so now that's my job. Uh, I My goal is to help people understand vSphere uh, in context of security and everything. Us technical marketing folks also help our developers inside of the company and the engineering staff, the product management staff. We help them understand what our customers are trying to do as well. And, uh, you know, a lot of enablement outreach. Uh, we're often you know, some of the first people to use a feature or figure out if there's a bug. We're called on a lot to, hey, is this a bug or is this working as designed? You know, sometimes the answer is both. The uh, um, yeah, so we we kind of sit in the middle of a lot of different groups, and it's kind of fun. So, and uh, my my fun uh, tidbit about you is that you come from uh, Wisconsin, and uh, I think yeah. you worked at University of Wisconsin Madison uh, for, yep. for a while. And for 23 years, I was at UW-Madison. I was a student there, and uh, then I stayed, and uh, I worked in IT. I led a team that did infrastructure stuff, virtualization. Uh, I've been doing VMware stuff since ESX, ESX 152, I think, is the one that we first installed. And so I remember laughing at vMotion the first time I saw it, and just, you know, it was silly that it worked and game-changing and stuff like that. And so it's just, yeah, no, I've been around for a while. Uh, you know, I joined VMware in uh, the fall of 2018, actually December, early December 2018. And so it's been, uh, been quite the whirlwind here, but uh, I really like it. And you work out of CPBUs, which is Cloud Products Business Unit. And yeah, so cloud platforms. That, yes. uh, cloud platforms. So that makes more sense. Okay. So, and the people that don't know these, is there a place you can go get description of each one of these? Because like CPBU, N, N, NSBU, you hear all these BU titles. It's oh. like, I feel like I'm a salesman and I got to make a map of who's who and what org they work for. Yeah. You know, you and I and Matt and Julia, we need to worry about all that sort of stuff. But the, uh, um, you know, whole, the goal is not, there's a saying, don't ship the org structure. 
And, you know, like we, we shouldn't, the customers shouldn't need to worry about that. But cloud platform business unit, we used to deal in just mostly vSphere and VMware Cloud on AWS and VMware Cloud on well, everything at this point. The, right. uh, um, they're now the cloud services BU and CPBU got merged with HCIBU, which had been previously merged with ISBU. And if you've ever seen the, the musical hair, then the FCC rode the IRT to the CIA and, you know, that sort of thing. Right. The, uh, um, I'm feeling better about this whole topic because I, every time <laughs> I see a BU, I can't keep them straight in my head, right? So, but yeah, this no. is just cloud. This, this is cloud products, which are really just infrastructure products, vSAN. Uh, cloud Foundation, vSphere, vSAN. Uh, and SRM and site re uh, replication and, and stuff like that, storage products and things. And so we're all one big happy family now. And actually, it makes a lot of sense. The uh, There's a lot of similarities. There's a lot of commonality between us. Um, instead of being one of three TMMs, technical marketing folks inside of CPBU, I'm now part of a, a team of 40, 50 people that are doing enablement and uh, reference architectures and all kinds of stuff. And I feel like I'm at home. So it's, and I can talk about the vSAN, you know, I can talk about the vSAN the security side of things uh, without stepping on any toes because it's, you know, I can do that now. You know, we can talk about v, uh, VMware Cloud Foundation. We can talk about vSphere. They can talk about vSphere. It's all, it's all good. And it's, yeah. So we're rolling on a new site uh, to that end. You know, a lot of the, a lot of the different teams had different resources hanging out there we're rolling on a new site core.vmware.com and uh, um, the it's technical marketing stuff enablement things uh, we're building it right now but it's it's up and if you want to take a look at it if people want to take a look at it they certainly can we're going to populate it more and more and more uh, we're putting uh, new information up for the launch coming up here uh, you know product announcements coming up next week and uh, um, then vmworld content will be up there and all kinds of stuff. So, core. Well, I know that uh, you put up a teaser. I was looking for the URL for it here while we're chatting uh, about uh, the announcement that's going to be happening. You guys are running a live event next week. Oh, yeah. Um, that's on our blog, blogs.vmware.com slash vSphere. So, right. yeah. Right. Go check that out uh, and get yourself registered for that, or at least. Yeah, we're actually taking over the Boston VMUG uh, UserCon next week, and that's going to be really cool. The uh, um, they we reached out to them to ask if they wanted to do something like that with all of our product announcements and that. And I'm hoping the Boston folks are all, the you know the actual users of the UserCon are cool with it. But it's going to be a lot of really cool stuff. There's going to be a webcast. Uh, Lee Caswell, the VP, former VP of uh, the HCIBU, now uh, marketing VP for uh, CPBU. The uh, uh, he's going to be giving the keynote and talking. He's a great speaker, and I'm not just sucking up to my boss's 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 boss, but yeah, uh, he is a great speaker and he's very engaging, and it's uh, it's worth the time to watch. It's really cool. You can sign up for it. Um, yeah, like I said, blogs.vmware.com/vsphere has got the, uh, yep, the right there on the it. top right left article. Can't miss it. Right. Yep, VMware vSphere on the uh, um, on Twitter on the Twitters, uh, they've been retweeting it a lot as well. And so there's gonna be a lot of interesting stuff coming out. Um, I can't talk too much about it. I get in trouble if I talk about actual content, but it's gonna be across the board. It's gonna be, there's really interesting stuff. We're continuing to build out the products. 
you know, have uh, sand down rough edges, uh, bring uh, features to the masses. So, so uh, cause we can't talk directly about it. I will ask it. So when we're framing this up, there will be then a new release. So there, is there going to be a new release? I don't actually know like uh, how I assume because you're talking about new features, there will potentially be a new release. Right? I think it's safe to say that uh, with the advent of vSphere 7, we're starting kind of a new release model that we haven't really publicized it yet. It's not a secret, but it's not, We have, like I said, we haven't been advertising it greatly. I think we're still trying to figure out if it's gonna work for us or not. But you know, the idea of six month releases, what's the right cadence for being able to add some features, being able to, uh, um, you know, uh, there's, you know, patch releases when there's bugs and things like that. There's monthly updates and those have been happening and you should definitely, in, uh, if you, you definitely partake in those, you know, I'm a big fan of patching, but, uh, um, you know, these update releases to add features and things we want, we want to be able to do that on a more regular basis. This, you know, wait, wait for three years to get a new feature out to, to customers. No, we want to get it out to people sooner so that they can use it. Uh, they can give us feedback about it. That's really important. We were building feedback mechanisms into things as well, you know, so that's easier to do. We've put a lot of thought into a lot of that stuff. And uh, um, so it's exciting. Yeah. So, right. you know, the six month mark, you know, right. uh, April 2nd was when the, uh, um, the code dropped for uh, vSure 7 itself, the GA 7.0. Right. And so, uh, you know, you can do better. Yeah, you can imagine, right? right. Yeah. Okay, good, good. That's a good answer. <laughs> so we'll just do a shout out one more time. Uh, there's a vSphere 7, they're calling it launch event. Uh, you can go to blogs.vmware.com slash vSphere. Uh, it's, in the, it's an article right there, top left. And is is it live stream then? Is that, uh, so you're happening at vMug. It, it's, yeah. it's live stream, so you can, you can, it's live stream. We're going to record it. We'll put it up in a place that people can play it again. And yeah, they have a they have a link there on the blog. It says join us. Uh, yeah. I think so. Maybe not. And that's the other thing too about some of the mergers and uh, with the BUs is that we've got more assets now. We've got people in Europe and we've got people in APJ now, and that uh, you know, and so we're going to be trying to focus more, trying to involve the rest of the earth a little bit more and all this stuff. So especially, you know, for prime time US sorts of things that don't fit nicely into uh, APJ schedules and, and stuff. We'd like being able to record it and, and make it on demand, so. Okay, I'm gonna have to get a URL for this article because when I go to blogs.vmware.com slash vSphere, I see learn about innovations with vSphere, vSphere uh, 7 launch. But that's a replay. That's one that. Oh I yeah, no. Here, I, I've got to actually. I'm in charge of the blog there. I need to fix that. The here, I'll give you the, the URL. So yeah, we can send people to the right URL. Because I'm looking at it, going, wait, it's not the right launch. Yeah. But while you're doing that, uh, let me think of another question. Um, yeah. Oh, I know. I want. I want to drill into. You say you have seven sessions right that you're going to be talking about so we're going to have to we're going to have to yeah. go through the checklist so there you there you go uh we have that i will copy that and put that over on talk in the chat there 
very cool. Thank you. I will call that out. Yeah, if you just go to the blog, it's one of the posts. So, one of the and top subscribe top to our blog while you're there and to our Twitter feeds and things. There's, uh, we're going to have, uh, I'm sorry to derail you. I just thought of something with the blog. Uh, so vSphere 7, the GA. So there were there was basically uh, three weeks between the launch announcement and the GA of the code, which is a standard pattern for us. Every year, every time we do this, somebody's like, oh, where's the code? Well, it's always, it's happened this way for a decade. You know, like it's going to keep happening. So there's going to be an announcement and then the code will drop at some point in the near future. And in that space, we're going to do what we did for, uh, for vSphere 7, which is we're going to have a blog, a technical blog post a day on the vSphere blog about all the new features and all that sort of stuff. And we're going to do that again for the upcoming launch as well. So anyhow, Thanks. I'm sorry, you were, yep. you were, yeah, that was, that was good. So we wanted to shout out that you guys have a big announcement coming. You can go to the blog and sign up for it. It's a live stream. Uh, and, and Lee Coswell will be there presenting, going to be in a VMUG. So again, if you're home, stuck at home for some odd reason in 2020, you just <laughs> seem to be spending a lot of time at home. Hey, this is something you can go do and uh, you'll probably learn about some new features. And so that's a, that's worth shouting out. So back to VMworld, because we're also like to talk about what's happening with VMworld. You said how many sessions? Like, Oh, yeah, I think I've got uh, I've got six actual sessions and then I've got a couple of TAM ones as well. If you're a TAM customer, there's TAM days. And so there's some special sessions and things like that. And but yeah, so I'm recording all that many sessions. Are you cheating? I mean, were you the voter of the sessions? How, how did this happen? Uh, so, um, my, yeah, my boss is the track lead, one, uh, right. so that helps. But two, actually, it's really interesting. If we, if we were still constrained to the physical realities of, of the space, uh, yes, yes. Of space, I would never have six sessions because uh, they always try to uh, showcase the new things. There's a little bit of marketing, a little bit of demand, you know, like right. the, little how they make customer, the a little bit of everything. Throughout yeah. It. How they make the soup that is VMworld is a, it's, it's definitely sausage. There's a lot of stuff that goes in the grinder, but uh, the fact that it's virtual, all of my stuff, by the way, got kicked out. Apparently I'm not highbrow enough to, uh, to warrant any of the paid stuff, which is great. All my stuff got kicked out. So all the free, I've got all free sessions and uh, you don't have to pay to see the stuff. My sessions are about certificate management, which plagues everyone in vSphere. Nobody loves certificates, but you know, I, hopefully I can help someone. Uh, securing Active Directory, I just recorded that and I'm gonna uh, I'll upload that after we, we're done here. Uh, the uh, um, I, I'm going to do the vSphere security update like uh, Mike Foley always used to do. He and I did it in the dark last year. Uh, Moscone West had a power outage slash fire alarm yeah. uh, in the middle of our session. And I'm a loud guy. Anyhow, I've done a bunch of theater stuff in my past. And the laptop that we were presenting from still had battery. And then the floodlights came on. And so I just yelled to everyone, hey, if you want to stay until they kick us out, you know, let's do this. And so... Um, and everyone laughed. I actually said that, uh, you know, you can ask me anything now. They're not recording anymore. But the, uh, um, yeah, and so people stayed. And then eventually a security guard came and asked us what the heck we were thinking. So we finally left. But, uh, uh, yeah, we won't do it in the dark this year. But then we've got some other stuff. We've got some stuff about vSphere Trust Authority, which is a new, new feature in vSphere 7, trying to do a little bit better around uh, trust. Uh, how do we trust our infrastructure and... 
uh, firmware and server hardware and stuff like that. And I've got some, uh, yeah, a few other things with PMs. We've got, I've got to talk with, uh, about compliance, uh, other thorny topics. Nobody likes compliance, but you know, if we can help people help auditors understand it, you know, the, the world will be a better place and people will be a little less stressed in 2020. So, so I'm beginning to understand that the blackout was you just creating an effect <laughs> I'm done with this. security you know, session, right? You're like, I want to have a black ops, you know, like look at what happened. Well, availability is a big, people always think of uh, security as just, uh, you know, confidentiality, keeping your data safe, things like that. But InfoSec, there's really three tenets to it. Uh, we call them the CIA triad. Uh, there's also integrity and uh, there's availability. You know, if a system, what use is a system to us if it's not available to us? So, Right, right, right. That makes, that makes sense. And so uh, how, many have, how many have you recorded? So these are all pre-recorded, just going to be running. So yep. your VMworld is going to actually be easier. Are you going to be on chat at some point? Like, how do they manage that? Uh, so actually, that's been a big question. So the paid stuff is uh, there's a chat channel and there's live Q&A, Q &A, things like that. Uh, for the on-demand sessions, there's no chat. And so what I'm doing is I'm basically putting my Twitter handle in the middle of the whole thing. And uh, uh, if people have questions, just reach out, you know, like, and so, uh, yeah. Bob, for our listeners, what, what is your Twitter handle? Oh, it's Plankers, just P-L-A-N-K-E-R-S, one who planks, Plankers. So the uh, uh yeah straight uh yeah so that's basically going to be it and that's you know it's nice that the there's that accessibility to all of that these sessions will be recorded they can be played on demand basically in perpetuity here but the downside is if you've got a question there's not really a q a so, uh, so if you put your twitter handle there you could be getting questions for the next three years on that session. yeah that's also the downside to it as well but uh, and it's all the same question over and over and over again so but it's good research because that's you know if i'm getting asked a question it means that they're googling for something and can't find it and so I need to create some content and make it searchable on the internet. And then I stop getting questions. So that's and not to make you feel bad or anything, uh, but I think that if you're a session that's in one of the live streams, which are free, the seven live streams will have active chat going on for the live streams during the live, like when they live stream, but you have to be okay. one of the sessions that are plugged into the live stream. So, and yeah, then, and those are all like C-level folks doing demos and things like that. CTOs, CEOs, CIOs. Sure. Make yourself feel better. Bad mouth the CTO people, right? No, you don't hey, get to be live. It's good to be king, you know. That's <laughs> yeah. So it's all right. good. So, so yeah, just to just to, to be straight, yeah, there are six hundred sessions. Probably four hundred of them time. don't have that, right? And then there are some number that they have selected for the for the events that they will have Q and A for people that didn't pay for the expensive one on one sessions or the small yeah. group sessions. Right? No, just a level of accessibility this year to the entire world, the on demand, and uh, VM VMworld is truly a twenty four hour a day operation this year too. And like my colleague, Mike Foley was uh, complaining that he's going to meet the expert session at 4 a.m. his time. And uh, uh, that's cool though. Like he wasn't really complaining. He's just complaining that he's going to have to get up. But, you know, we've actually been wanting to do stuff like that. And so having a forum in which we can do it and serve the entire globe is actually really cool. So, yeah, it, it, 
it actually has a lot of value, right? Like the, to your point of being able to add more sessions that normally wouldn't just get recorded and be available. There's these great topics to do, but because yeah, we're doing that with VMware code, it's the same thing for the CodeCon event. Uh, you know, oh, we want another track. We have more sessions. Sure, we can make it. It's just another line in agenda. And we have to have somebody that spins up the 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 Zoom uh, conference infrastructure, right? And uh, puts it on yeah. GitHub. But the, the, the dollar amount to create another session is pretty low. Right? Incremental, yeah. You know, and if you can keep that content around in some form, there's this long tail of people looking for this stuff later because those code sessions are going to have lots of great examples, lots of stuff, you know, and the VMworld stuff as well is, you know, if it's searchable and people can go and find it afterwards, that becomes an immense resource for people trying to learn vSphere. We, we, we kind of for, have forgotten that there's all these people that are actually new to virtualization too. And, you know, we need to get back to our basics in, in uh, some form here. So. Well, the other thing is I always used to uh, smirk a little bit that the original VM worlds in 2006, which when I joined, uh, we were running, I would go to the session year over year and it was the same slides with a couple tweaks, right? Um, but nowadays with the complexity of the products and the, the just-in-time delivery of so much more tech to your point of, you know, every six months there might be some new features that come out. Uh, sure you just have to allocate this time to keep up right and to yeah. learn new features that the acceleration of tech has happened and the cloud has developed that delivered that just in time delivery has delivered all of this right so actually spending time you know watching videos and learning is is, is going to be a key part of how to run it going forward right i agree completely yeah yeah which which is just which is fantastic um so we have the VMworld sessions. Uh, you're going to go, as long as you hear and people are listening to this, what did they do to record your sessions? I hear weird stories like they sent a CIA van out and they you know, took over your house and came in and set up tripods and did all this. Take us through that. What can you tell us? Sure. The, uh, um, so <clears throat> there, you had a, a few different choices. One, uh, you could go to a mobile studio. If, uh, and they actually uh, were encouraging people to do that. It was a, a studio set up like a, like a small, you know, presentation room or whatever. And you just, uh, you just talk, you know, you give so, your presentation. So you're out of Wisconsin and they're going to yeah. tell you to go, they're going to actually have these across. They the, actually may, uh, they actually sent, so uh, believe it or not, there's a bunch of us up here and uh, one of the, the uh, vCloud, or not vCloud, the, the VMware Cloud Foundation uh, technical marketing guys, Heath Johnson, he actually was, uh, um, he asked me a couple, a couple weeks ago if, if I uh, if I was doing the mobile van thing because they actually sent one up from Chicago to uh, uh, to the Madison area and so that people could record and so I did not I've got um, I've got pretty decent recording gear here because that's part of what I do I part you know uh, webcasts and things like this and recording YouTube stuff whatnot I think the only thing that I haven't been able to replicate and I'm looking forward to trying it with this uh, black magic mini uh, switcher that I've got here going on right now and my iPad 
is uh, a, a light board, the, you know, the, where you right. can draw the right. neon stuff. But beyond that, I can do everything here. So that was one option. Those are kind of the two spectrums. The other one, the other option is that they would send you a kit, basically, and it had tripods and a couple of laptops and all this stuff. And you could have it for three days or something, and then you had to mail it back, or they were going to, you know, send ninjas after you or something. I'm not quite sure. But I think most people pretty much opted for either, either the mobile studio or just recording at home and uh, a lot of us you know uh, i think the biggest right, problem people kid. had was yes. figuring out the backgrounds you know right so and then they gave you a selection of the emerald backgrounds and away you go and uh you just did it with your own gear so they had three options your own gear a kit or a mobile truck Yep, that's uh, those were the three three options. There's some variants there, uh, and then I think the biggest thing for a lot of folks is just they really want uh, so whatever the platform is that they're using, and I'm not quite sure what the platform is for it, but they want my head, you know, my my talking. So what you see, like when you if you watch my one of my sessions, you will see what you see here. This is going. Oops, crap. This is going to be the. Uh, 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 what you see for my head, this will be one stream uh, in one window, and then my slides will be in a different stream as well. And so we have to separate the, we have to separate our audio and our video, and oh. the video has to be two oh. streams. The, right. The so then I've been a picture in a picture. They're going to actually have a double stream kind of they player the that will put one over here and then the slides independently in a different window. Yeah. So yeah, they, they don't want us to do the picture in picture. They will do it. And I think part of that, uh, I don't know if they're going to do captioning or what they didn't ask us for captioning. I don't know if they're going to run that through an automated system or what, but uh, there's a, those platforms, those content uh, management platforms often have that sort of thing and handle a lot of that. So uh, yeah, I'm just going to do what they say. They've got pretty stringent guidelines. If you can imagine uh, trying to wrangle 600 pr presentations and different recordings and file naming and all that. They've got pretty stringent standards for all that sort of stuff. And it's all due by this Friday. And so I've recorded exactly one thing now. I'm going to record two more tonight. And uh, I'll do the other, uh, the other four. Uh, I'll do two tomorrow and two Friday probably and try to upload them faster than before midnight Friday. And if, if you want to go check that online, uh, they're using a, a company called openhill.com. So Julia, oh, so okay, cool. if you want to go check, they got some uh, pictures up there, one or two pictures of people doing the recording. So okay. that's kind of neat. That's, that's good. So it you're is one neat. done. Yeah. So. You're, you're one down and you have uh, all the rest. Of <laughs> I've got six to go. So, and a, uh, and a couple of YouTube videos for next week. So yeah, I don't know, but my new office is quiet and uh, I don't, I don't want to mangle my camera set up here, but I just, uh, yesterday I, um, I, well, and it's out somewhere else, uh, had to take a little lunch break and go up to the local hardware store and get some spray adhesive. I've got, uh, Monoprice sells, uh, foam, uh, acoustic panels. And so I, uh, my ceiling is all, well, it's half actually acoustic tiles now to try to cut down on the, the, um, echo. And then I've got, well, you almost, you almost sound too good for this podcast because our biggest, <laughs> is our audio good, 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 good. Yeah. So once you hit a certain level, you're not allowed to come here any longer. And, and oh, talk. okay. Well, let me, you know, let me dirty it out. If I open my closet door over there, you can hear okay, my yeah. lab gear running. So that'll yeah. screw with yeah. it. All right. So, um, we have that, um, 
cloud and uh, you know like we talk about cloud and uh, VMC and AWS is security do you get into cloud topics as well or are you sitting looking at the data center running a vSphere I'm more of an on-premises sort of guy. Uh, that's always been the case. But cloud, uh, part of the deal with the VMware cloud stuff is that it's, it is in many ways the same as the on-premises stuff and that you can move back and forth. Uh, from a security and compliance perspective, there are some differences. And so, yeah, I, I talk about that from time to time. But uh, mostly I stay on the on-premises stuff talking about, um, you know, a lot of our highest security customers are still not interested in the cloud all that much and they they want it in their own data center they want to put armed guards around it and rabid dogs and things like that and so the uh, um you know and so those are the folks that i i talk to a lot any other good sessions you've heard about if you were to come to vm world and you have a couple that you go like oh you i would definitely go over and check this maybe it's all going to be security wonk stuff but i have a feeling i should ask uh, so the security bu so talking about um, different business units there's a whole track about intrinsic security and that's our carbon black folks uh they've got some really interesting stuff uh coming out carbon black workload got announced last i think in barcelona last year and so there's going to be some news ar around that and some trials and things like that so you should keep an eye on on what they're doing over there. And uh, um, a lot of good content there. The v, uh, what, vSphere with Tanzu uh, is, we, we're calling it vSphere with Kubernetes. We're just calling it vSphere with Tanzu. Now we've, you know, it's kind of interesting. Every once in a while, VMware can't make up. Naming is just really hard. I'll, I'll just tell you, naming something is really hard because all the best names in, on the planet are taken already. And so figuring out what we wanted to call vSphere with Kubernetes and all that stuff, it's just vSphere with Tanzu. Look up the Tanzu stuff and that'll make a little bit more sense uh, in, the, in the weeks here before VMworld. Uh, because it's on demand, a lot of the stuff, you, can, you don't have to have a plan for your whole conference either. You know, you can just watch it whenever. You can watch the live streams. You can pick up an on-demand session. Uh, you can watch something sitting on your couch in the evening, you know, like whatever. And so there's a ton of great content. The vSAN folks always have great content. Uh, they've got a little bit of OCD about content, and it shows. It's really nice. They've got great stuff. Um, there's a whole bunch of – there's just a lot of good stuff. It really it really is. VMworld and – the fact that the gate, the floodgates are open, that there's not physical limitations on the number of sessions anymore, uh, I think really plays in the favor of, well, everyone benefits, minus right. the need to record them. All right, so we'll loop back a little bit here because uh, the, the title on the slide for next week's events, that's going to be in Boston, uh, if you go find the URL, um, which I did, uh, deliver developer ready infrastructure. So I got to assume that this is all kind of Tanzu related and that we're just, we're just going to be talking a lot about that as well. Right. Yeah. And you just nod your head. Yeah. You're, just, I'm not, you're not allowed to say, but you can so go we've to got this group. We've got this group called revenue recognition. Uh, we call them RevRec and actually uh, TMM has called them RevRex lately, like T-Rex as in come and jump on you a little bit if uh, if you leak information and things. And so one of the things that people should know, you know, people that deal with VMware, you know, you, you shouldn't have to know about our BUs, but it helps a little bit sometimes. You shouldn't have to know about our release schedule, but it helps sometimes. One other thing to note is that because of SEC rules, we're a publicly traded company, we cannot announce something. We have to announce something in the same quarter that we ship it. And so 
and our quarters, uh, our year starts, it's, our year is not a calendar year, it's offset by a month. So our year starts on February and ends January 31st. And so, you know, the quarter is, well, you know, you've got uh, November, December, January is Q4 there. So, you know, everything that we announce, if we're gonna announce it at VM uh, VMworld, if we announce it next week, whatever, it's it's gotta be shipping by the end of October, that sort of thing. So just okay. stuff to keep in so mind. We, but yeah, I don't I'm want RevRec coming in and uh, chewing yeah. on me at all here. So I'll just- I won't get you in trouble there. I'll move on to, Customers and customers and COVID from uh, Mr. Planker's experience, right? Like you have now lived. This has now been four or five months since I've talked to you last time. Um, do you get experience with customers? Do do you do they still drag you in uh, to to meetings? But you're on Zoom when you talk about things. And I, we we did announce earnings. We're not allowed to really talk after a certain day about earnings, but they were good. Uh, but yeah. one of the things that right. uh, Pat. Pat came on the earnings call and talked about us the the transition from customers waiting on projects because they can't get into their data center, right? Little slowdown on that and accelerating on desktop. So I'm wondering, like, are people taking time to engage with technical architects to 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 learn what they're going to do when they get back to work? Uh, yeah, well, people are learning how to get back to work. You know, like uh, there's this, been this classic joke of it. Is it the year of VDI yet? And the answer has always been no. In 2020, the answer is actually yes. Now, and people are getting back to work. They're figuring this out. I don't think, I don't think work is going to be. I, I think the idea people when when you see somebody saying that the idea of work has changed. I think that's absolutely correct. And so this idea of working remotely, you know, we're going to find a new balance here. It's the pendulum swung all the way one direction here. This and us humans are just not built for this level of isolation, but you know, we'll find a way to get back to our offices and things like that. And, you know, but it's, that's played into a lot of the upgrade stuff. We're seeing it with some of the vSphere seven upgrades. Uh, people are, are, um, considering it more carefully they're looking at it uh yeah we're talking to them about about stuff um interesting uh, yeah so that, that it, it was, could affect your upgrade schedule or the uh, well, it people are just a little, even more time to plan yeah they're just um they're a little wary because they well one of my favorite questions to folks is you know were you going to go sit next to your server while you were upgrading it anyhow usually the answer mm. is no and they were they'd laugh at it but that's kind of the you know like the idea that everything stops because i can't walk down to the data center and do whatever you know like but the flip side of it is people are starting to realize that if no one else is in the office it's totally safe to go into the office you know and so you send right. one person from the team into the data center and so people are starting to work through that. And, and you know, uh, and with a new vSphere release too, uh, we're talking to people, there's a lot of people that, there's this old mentality about, I'm gonna wait until the first service pack, you know, like uh, whatever, you know, like, right. and I don't particularly ascribe, I, I, I don't think that's as valid of an approach anymore because, well, for a variety of reasons, but the, uh, um, yeah, what we're thinking is that, you know, after some of these product announcements coming out here, you know, the first service pack, people will start thinking, hey, you know, the dot the .o product, you know, that they're, you know, the vSphere 7.0 scares people because it's .o, even though it shouldn't because, yeah, I don't know. It's, I don't, there's a lot of stuff running through people's heads right. in 2020. And we're just trying to stay on top of it to try to, and we're trying to get people to use their heads, think critically about what's going on that, you know, the world didn't end. We're doing all right. right. We're trying to be safe. 
you know, but again, you can send somebody into the office. You can, if you think about things a little bit, you can be safe about it. And uh, yeah, it, it is interesting. Cause I, I did, we did a, I have a rack with servers in it uh, down in San Jose, me and a buddy run a rack together and we just, we just put stuff there. Right. So that we yeah. don't have to have servers buzzing. We don't run anything on it of, of any consequence, but every once in a while data center, you know, sends us a nice happy mail going, you have to move cages, right. Or you have to, we're changing things in your data center. We have to move. And that one happened about a month ago where we did have to go in mask up, you know, and put some gloves on and go there and spend four or five hours rewiring stuff when they moved yep. us to a new cage. And it was fine. You know, by the time we were done, you know, we, I, I'm at a vulnerable age. I'm almost 60. So I, I got to pay attention to these things, right? Like, and just, just be aware. Um, but, you know, I wore a mask, wore gloves, went in and you got comfortable with it. And then you were just doing your stuff. And then you realize you really don't spend that much time in the data center. Right? Like you, you have to have the ability to go in, right? But you yeah. don't really do that very often. Right. And then you no, And you shouldn't need to, you know, set up correctly. You should have remote access. All of our stuff, all of our products can be upgraded uh, remotely and things like that. And so it's a lot of it's just talking people through some of the new features and that uh, people, you know, uh, we've got a lot of customers. One of the beauties of vSphere is that it's stable and it works and it just runs, you know, like, and one of the things that sucks about it is it's stable and it, it just runs because people don't upgrade it. They don't patch it that. And so, you know, people, a lot of stuff, people coming from like vSphere 5.5 and 6.0, uh, there's been a bunch of changes there, a bunch of things. Uh, life is a lot easier than, uh, uh, upgrades are a lot easier than they were back then. And they, they still remember the upgrade from 5.1 to 5.5 was maybe had some catches in it. You know, the upgrade from 5.5 to 6 was tricky or whatever. We've smoothed, the, smoothed a lot of that stuff out. And so, it's uh, a lot of it's just education, you know, and getting people past what they remember about the experience in the past and to what it is now, you know. So those are a lot of the conversations. Engineers, uh, the, the last, you know, couple of minutes of the show, we, we like to start looking forward, right? And I know that's hard to do because you're still recording sessions this evening, right? Um, but has anybody in your world started to look at like beyond seven, like where are we going, right? Like, oh yeah, we've got product plans out years and things like that. And so, yeah, we're always looking at the future. Uh, we're looking at what our partners and what the ecosystem is doing. Um, you know, uh, taking into account, you know, what do we need to do in order to make it easier for our customers to, uh, to do things, especially in security? How do we do, how do we add security in a way that doesn't impact people's uh, or IT department staff time, things like that? How do we, uh, um, yeah, how, how do we tread lightly on staffing requirements? How do we get people uh, and I, we've got a he, we've got a small army of of design people, UI and UX designers, the user experience designers, and getting them involved too. You know how do we? And you can see this a lot of the HTML5 client when we switched right. from the Flash based yeah. client to the HTML5 client. Uh, people really hated the HTML5 client to start with because everything moved, and I was one of them. It's just you got to sit down and you figure out where everything went. But when you figure it out, you realize that somebody actually took the time to figure out how people use this, this product and lay it out in a way that makes sense for humans. And there's a whole, there's science behind it. There's all kinds of cool stuff there, you know? And so being able to do that and the new features and all that stuff. Yeah, we've got, we're looking down the road and, and some of what we do. Yeah, there's always some reactionary stuff. Uh, you know, uh, things will change. 
uh, what's the Mike Tyson quote, you know, everyone's got a plan until you get punched in the mouth, you know, like, and so we've got plans and we've got, uh, and then there's a reality on the ground, but yeah, you know, the, I got a network question before I do that. I think uh, Matt might have a question as well. Yeah. What's up? Well, I don't Sorry. know how much you can go into this, but I, I saw from a blog post out there that you had from, from April of this year with a, a great new feature that I think that might be included, which was VSGX. Uh, can you get into that a little bit? And, and we talk about new some looking sure. forward and next iterations and where we're all going with this and, and how well, that might that, be incorporated. That's an important, that's a great example. And uh, the, so SGX is an Intel technology uh, for creating a secure enclave, a secure region in hardware. And it's, a, we're getting hardware uh, we're starting to see where hardware, so you think about the cloud and multi, multi-tenant environments and things, and we trust, we trust the hypervisor and we trust all this stuff, but, you know, can we reduce our trust in it to reduce risk and things like that and to cover, our, cover ourselves if something, if it's learned that there is a vulnerability or whatever. And so SGX is a, is a hardware-based technology where an Intel CPU and an application can sort of conspire to keep secrets and they keep secrets from the hypervisor and they keep secrets from the, uh, um, well, hypervisor and the guest OS even, you know, the application and the hardware are really the, the two things working. And uh, there's a Ben Franklin quote uh, from back in the day that, you know, three can keep a secret if two are dead. Well, it's sort of the computing version of that. And uh, uh, there's some gotchas there. If you're cutting the hypervisor out of things, you lose like vMotion, you lose some stuff. But the containers, a lot of times, uh, contain, the model around Kubernetes and containers can work around a lot of these things. And the, uh, the hardware assists are really cool. We were also on stage with AMD uh, last fall when they unveiled the Rome CPUs, their Rome line of CPUs, the Epic, second generation Epic CPUs. And they've got some technologies like this uh, SEV, Secure Encrypted Virtualization, and SEVES is Secure Encrypted virtualiz- Virtualization with in, uh, encrypted state as well in the CPU itself. And we announced support, future support for that as well. And, and so these, um, these technologies are really cool because we're getting the hardware to help us with it. Uh, one of our architects actually keeps uh, sort of dreaming that we could take an ESXi host using these technologies, put some guest OS, uh, guest VMs on it and drop it in the, the center of a conference somewhere virtually, I guess now. But uh, we always talked about dropping it in the center of uh, like DEF CON or something like that with the root password uh, taped to the front of it and just ask people to recover the secrets from these uh, applications running in, in there. They shouldn't be able to. And that's a huge thing for trust in the cloud. It's a huge thing for trust in general. And so really interesting space there. Yeah, that, that, that does sound interesting. That would be, that would be good. Um, my question, one was on, on hardware, what was Intel and AMD doing from a hardware perspective, which I think you covered. And then two, networking, right? I mean, I know uh, you're in uh, CPBU, but, which doesn't include networking. But I think in the end, uh, you guys work hand in hand because a, a lot of the security really comes with the, with the networking layer as well. 
Yeah. So networking. Um, yeah, we have to deal with networking as well because uh, CPBU deals with the distributed switches and the standard switches and all of that sort of stuff. NSBU, uh, um, they do a lot with that as well. Uh, they do a lot of the firewalling NSX and routing and advanced stuff too. But uh, networking is a huge area where uh, we need to do more we need to do more collectively. We, me, my team, uh, we need to do more collectively about uh, education and things like that there. And so there's really interesting stuff there. Networking is not well understood by, by a lot of sysadmins and vSphere admins and things. So kind of going back to the basics, we're looking, you know, we actually, one of our, uh, our newest technical marketing folks uh, on our team is uh, kind of dedicated to, to networking and looking at what uh, improving that talking more about that, the capabilities there, the security options there, you know, firewalling, I don't know, that's a whole, you know, we could talk for a, a year and sure. a half. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, uh, you know, coming up to the top of the hour, um, you're going to be at VMworld. Do you get to go virtually do any other events? You're, are you virtually going to be at the Boston VMUG uh, and then going throughout the rest of the year? What does your rest of your year look like? We always ask. Um, I think it's pretty boring. You know, when I signed up to do this job, I, uh, um, <clears throat> there was a certain amount of travel with it and I kind of like that. And uh, um, I don't get out as much now. It's better for the family time, but I think the A even at a certain point want me to go somewhere too. But the, uh, um, uh, yeah, so I'm probably not getting out. I think, uh, so October is National Cybersecurity Awareness Month okay. and, here in the U.S. And so I think I'm going to do uh, the, uh, I think they've got a theme for each week of October. And so I think I'm going to do maybe three or four webinars about security and virtualization and things like that's that. That's what I should ask you. I should just ask you, where's your virtual avatar going to be for the rest of the year? Because we know no one's leaving whatever den they've created at home. Yeah, no, I'd love, I'd love to get out. I miss talking to people. I'm just extroverted enough to miss, uh, you know, to miss getting out of the, and talking to people and that. And so the, uh, um, but yeah, I'll be in the chat channels for the Boston VMUG UserCon, uh, answering questions if people have questions. I don't know for VMworld, I might just, you know, I might just sleep through the whole thing and catch up on my sleep. Um, but uh, we've got a new security guide. I took over the uh, vSphere security configuration guide from Mike uh, Foley, and uh, I need to finish that up and publish that for vSphere 7. And so I'll be working on that during VMworld and things. And so I'll give you, I'll send you some pointers. Uh, there's this thing called TweetDeck and you know, you can create the uh, search forms and then you can oh. sit all day and just sit and watch all the VMworld tweets that are happening. Right. Uh, yeah, I can do that. Uh, I'll probably do a little bit of blogging during that, uh, some recaps and things. I did that last year from the conference itself and that was a dumb idea, but doing it from here actually might work out just fine. Um, I think VStogies, in the community, VStogies, we're going to host a, uh, I'm trying to work with Todd Skells and, and those guys. Yeah, you know, to, to uh, yeah, smoke a cigar. And, and I think I'm going to haul a camera out to my fire pit and uh, put that on Zoom. And so uh, I'm hoping that there's other community stuff. I don't know what is going to be out there, but, you know. 
go check out uh, Orbital Jig Jigsaw on Discord. Uh, they're going to have a whole environment there. It might be a good place for you and fellow people to go drop by and say hello because that's where the V community is going to hang out. And that and Twitter, right? Uh, I think oh, yeah. you could. Yep, get, get, get be, on, be on Twitter and engage there. Should be a lot of fun. And with that, we just have a few more minutes left. Uh, Tony Foster, I hear you've got a barbecue uh, plan for next week. Uh, I'll, give you, I'll give you the mic, and then I'll loop back to Matt, see if he has anything to finish us out with. Awesome. So I'm planning on grilling a uh, tiki marsala. So... Uh, grilled chicken with a uh, marsala sauce. I'm going to try it and see how it works. See if I can do it without uh, actually having to cook it in the pan. Uh, cook it nice. up, um, on the grill. Nice. I did, uh, I did some more steak. I, uh, my wife got me some super expensive steak. I don't know what it is. I, I should have wrote, wrote it down. Uh, and what I learned is the super, super thick ones, you got to put uh, charcoal in your Kingsford. You know, I have a, just a Kingsford charcoal grills, traditional round one. Uh, do half. Just put charcoal in half. And that way you can sear for two and a half minutes on each side. And then pull the meat off and let it sit in the... Uh, in the open half, right, that doesn't have any charcoal under it, put the lid on it and let that temperature uh, bake uh, and smoke for another four minutes. And then make sure you have a temperature gauge, right? If you want to make good steak, uh, don't let it go above like 135, you know, 140 in the meat. And uh, surprisingly, once you sear it on both sides and then put it over and put the lid on, that, that thing gets done in another three or four minutes. You got to be, and then set your iPhone alarm for every two and a half minutes. So every two and a half minutes, you flip it, right? And then your, your, your stick barbecue thing monitor, just get one of those probes with a digital probe on it, put it in and watch it. And uh, you, cannot, you cannot mess up your, your nice steaks either way. And just depending on how thick the meat is, you don't have to pull it off the half. If, if it's a thinner cut, you can just do a two and a half on each side twice and your steak's going to be perfect. And if it is a thick cut like these ones were, these were like probably three, three inches thick. They were super tall. Um, you got you to pull them off and let them bake uh, in, in the other side of the grill and smoke for a little bit. So that's the V barbecue. Uh, even I, in COVID times, I'm actually getting tired of barbecuing because I have just every night, we're like, well, we might as well barbecue another piece of something, right? So we've been barbecuing. Bob, uh, Matt, I'll throw it over to you. You want to close us out? And uh, Bob, thanks a lot. Yep, Matt. Yeah, thank you again to Bob. Uh, if you're out there and listening, in six sessions that Bob has at uh, VMworld this year, as you're looking through the session catalog, if you search for Plankers, P-L-A-N-K-E-R-S, uh, you'll see all of his sessions out there. They start with the HCP and start up in the 2000s, everything from vSphere and AD, certificate management, uh, security and compliance news you can use. Great, great content. Always some of the great stuff that's out there, some, some really well-attended sessions that now you can watch on, on demand and at Plankers on Twitter, I believe. So, Bob, thank you for being our guest this week, and we look forward uh, to those sessions, and best of luck with getting the recordings in. Hey, thank you very much. I appreciate being on. And uh, yeah, good luck with the barbecue. Good luck finding. I'm getting the instant pot out tonight. So it got cold up here so we can get those sorts of things out. I harvested but, some grapes. I have grapevines on my back of my property. And uh, I have like 40 or 50 pounds of grape. And there is a recipe that you can take the grapes, crush them, uh, add some sugar, 
add some yeast and you pour the whole mess in the Instapot and you Instapot it for four days and it makes wine. The yeast and everything <laughs> under the pressure grows and you can, uh, wow. you can make a super fast wine. And given that I don't really want to spend a lot of time making wine, uh, but I have grown grapes in the back back now i'm gonna i'm gonna they're the classic uh midwestern grape you know the ones you can't eat with the, the seeds in them they're just oh, concord you know, grapes or whatever yeah, yeah those sorts of things yeah you have to make something with them because you can't you can't eat them so i get that i'm gonna reform deploy with wine it's an api call it could be a thing there you go <laughs> with that everybody have a great rest of your week uh, stay safe and happy and uh, we'll be uh, back again next week with v realize automation they're doing some releases as well and we're looking forward to hear what they talk on the 15th in uh, at the Boston VMUG to talk about vSphere. Lots of announcements coming up. We'll see you again.